You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to James Rosen of Newsmax. He's the guy who broke the story about Hunter Biden uh, and uh, his uh, malfeasance with regard to you know, making lots of money for the Biden crime family. And we know that a whistleblower is uh, coming forward and saying that, you know, we've all heard about this Hunter Biden tax probe and everything. Uh, you know, we know that the IRS is sitting on this, uh, sounds kind of weird, sitting on a probe uh, and nothing has happened. And the reason being is because the deep state is all in for the Biden crime family. The deep state is all in for the federal government. And uh, and uh, you know, corruption be damned, to be quite honest. Um, Hunter is under investigation by the DAJ for tax fraud, money laundering, a, virus, a bunch of, uh, of lobbying laws. And now an IRS agent has disclosed concerns for, to both the Treasury Department Inspector General. And, uh, and basically what we're saying here is that all this stuff we're hearing about the Biden family the bank records and whatnot, the federal government has been actively uh, shutting it down. The federal government has been actively shutting it down. And the thing that is really uh, happening now is that uh, James Comer is uh, subpoenaing bank records and the banks are complying. So the banks that have handled the uh, Biden administration or at least the Biden family's uh, financial transactions are coming forward and basically saying, Oh, yeah. Uh, It looks like uh, they've been uh, selling influence around the world for a very long time to the tune of millions and millions and millions of dollars. James Comer reeled in March. The Biden family received a collective $1.3 million in 2017 from a Biden family business associate who was sent $3 million from CEFC, a Chinese uh, energy concern. We have that. Oh, and this also, I didn't know if you knew this, back in 2013, I talked about this. It's in uh, Peter Schweizer's book about Joe Biden. Uh, he, uh, uh, Hunter flew with Joe Biden aboard Air Force Two 2013 to China before Hunter's firm inked a $1.5 billion deal with a subsidiary of the Chinese government's Bank of China less than two years or two weeks after the trip. And this was a guy who was kicked out of the military because he was uh, uh, doing cocaine. Uh, his laptop, he was so high, so out of his mind, he left uh, several laptops at a computer repair store. That has shown that he uh, has uh, basically been uh, a crack, crack-addled prostitute monger and has exposed the Biden family business, which is about selling influence. We have a president who is compromised in the White House. And it should be fairly obvious with regard to China, with regard to, I don't know, the, uh, the, uh, the, the COVID virus. You know, we got another government agency, the Senate now saying, oh, yeah, it came from a lab in Wuhan. It appears that we paid for it. And yet Joe Biden uh, has never held China account for it. Why is that? Huh? I don't know. Why uh, did Joe Biden allow a Chinese spy balloon to fly over the country? They tracked it from when it left, and it flew over our military installations, did figure eights, gathering data. And Joe Biden didn't shoot it down until it left our continental United States. Why is that? It's Chinese. Oh. Oh, yeah. 
Here is uh, James Comer uh, doing the investigation, talking about all the Biden family LLCs. These are limited liability corporations. I have one myself. I do. It doesn't really do anything. Uh, I just, I got it. I created it just in case, you know, things expand and, you know, I become like the next Dan Bongino. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, here's James Comer. As you know, we went into the Treasury uh, assuming that there were four or five Biden family members involved in this Biden family influence peddling scheme. We assumed there were about a dozen banks. We assumed there were uh, a certain number of suspicious activity reports. Uh, what we quickly learned from going through the thousands of pages of bank violations that were this family was involved in, there are nine Biden family members and counting, Sean, there are at least two others that I would bet money on will be implicated before long. Wow. There are many more banks that were involved. There were many more LLCs that were involved. This was a family enterprise. Wow. But the LLC, Sean, they don't appear to be legitimate businesses. They're, they're no, shut up. Sole purpose from what <laughs> my analysis is thus far is they were just used to try to disguise or launder, however you want to describe it, where the source of the revenue was. And the source was, you know, places like the Chinese Communist Party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, places, uh, it, countries that honestly have worse reputations than, than China. Yeah, like Ukraine. As you know, we went into the Treasury uh, assuming that there were four or five. So there you go. I mean, uh, we've got uh, a president of the United States who's compromised millions and millions of dollars and the FBI covering it up. And I'm going to tell you, thank God for whistleblower laws in this country, because otherwise we'd never know about it. It is, and, and thank God that uh, Hunter Biden was so high out of his mind that he left uh, a couple of uh, laptops at a computer re a repair store and signed over the ownership if he didn't come to, come to reclaim it. It's pretty remarkable. Here is a little bit more from James Comer about the Biden family business that has uh, raked in tens of millions of dollars from our enemies, particularly China, and doesn't make anything. The banks picked up on this. That's why they filed bank violations. And then they went directly into Biden family members' personal accounts. It wasn't for seed capital like the Biden lawyers are trying to claim. And when they talk about legitimate businesses, I have yet to find a legitimate business. I found a lot of LLCs. We continue to find more. Yeah, they, they don't make anything. They just rake in a lot of money. And then you've got, uh, let's see, Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. University of Pennsylvania gets $70 million from the Chinese Communist Party and $60 million go to the Penn Biden Center, which does nothing. I mean, dear God in heaven, are you serious? Meanwhile, you got Alvin Bragg in New York making up charges, making up 34 felonies against Donald Trump. And by the way, the wheels are coming off that. I'll get to that in a few. Clearly, that is a distraction. But again, as I said earlier, the truth is going to come out. The truth is coming out. And even CBS. I couldn't believe, actually, that Catherine Herridge didn't have the report because I love me some Catherine Herridge. But this is CBS television. Now, none of the other networks, they're still shilling. Okay, the, the, the major networks are still shilling for the Biden family. If there were any other president, it would have this administration would already be over. There would already be impeachment proceedings. There would already be removal from office, all of the malfeasance. There certainly would be in-depth congressional investigations that would result in charges. It would. Please. Guys, we're witnessing, and you know as well as I do, we are witnessing the most corrupt uh, operation in the history of our country.
not only the Biden administration, but the Biden administration working with the deep state to cover up everything from Biden's uh, uh, sale of uh, influence to our enemies, to covering up the laptop in time for the 2020 election, to covering up the fact that Joe Biden had more classified documents that Donald Trump ever dreamed of in various locations, including in his stinking garage. But all of this has been made up to cover up this and even CBS, even CBS gets it. Listen. There is breaking news in the federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden's tax returns. An attorney for an IRS supervisor sent a letter to lawmakers today asking for whistleblower protection, saying his client has information that suggests the investigation is being improperly influenced by, quote, preferential treatment. And I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine they'd be getting preferential treatment after, I don't know, the FBI covering up the Biden laptop and the FBI being involved in the 2016 election and creating the uh, the Russia collusion hoax to defeat Donald Trump. I can't believe it. Yeah, I can. Politics. Here's CBS News chief investigative correspondent Jim Axelrod. Jim Axelrod. My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. I think CBS is trying to get on the right side of history. Attorney Mark Lytle's client is a supervisory special agent at the IRS who's prepared to tell Congress the investigation he's been working on has been hampered by what he thinks is special treatment. Typical steps that a law enforcement investigator would take were compromised because of political consideration. Now, wait, wait. This is the same IRS that shut down conservative uh, uh, 501c3s uh, back when Barack Obama was the president during midterms. How could this possibly be true? Oh, yeah. The, the IRS is legitimately just a tool of the Democrat Party to punish people. That's really what it has become on the top levels. It really, really has. Lytle wouldn't talk in specifics, declining to identify either his client or the target of the investigation. Yeah, because he doesn't want him murdered. And his client helped conduct. Can you identify him? I can't at this stage, Jim. But CBS News has learned the investigation the whistleblower worked on is about Hunter Biden. What we're doing is is being completely cooperative. That was Biden two years ago. Yeah, sure. After the DOJ opened an investigation into his finances. The FBI collected what it believed was sufficient evidence to charge Biden with tax crimes. Why hasn't that happened? last year sent its findings to the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Since then, silence. Isn't that interesting? Maybe it's because Joe Biden is the president. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. This is Jim Gossett singing about Hunter and the family. <laughs> there is a louse that you have seen and this louse is Biden's son no, he's a great guy if Hunter told the truth about Pop the big guy would be done this is the Democratic Party's out by the way now Hunter was a Navy man party doesn't want Joe to run till he that drug test yep. then making money off his daddy's name became his crooked quest now Hunter's ready 
Satan millions. Millions. And he took from everyone. Doing drugs and strippers too. And this louse is Joe Biden's song. Yeah, I think the reason why this is coming out is because, A, you've got a whistleblower, B, you've got a, a congressional investigation, Jim Comer, and C, uh, the Democrat Party is looking for a way to get rid of, of uh, Joe Biden. That's what I think. And, and you know, there's a, there's a critical mass. Is it more worth protecting Joe Biden and his presidency or saving the Democrat Party from collapse? And uh, and I think that the Democrat Party is being introspective and are about ready to kick the ship's captain off the SS Titanic. Uh, we will see. On the way, uh, uh, Joe Biden has invited the Tennessee Three to the White House, but will not allow families of the Covenant School massacre victims to come in and uh, and much more. Here's a number if you want to chime in: eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero on the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is. You can also follow me on social media. Just look up, uh, let's see, I'm on Getter, I'm on True Social, I'm on Instagram. Instagram, I know, I know, it's uh, Rob Carson Show. Instagram's all about food, by the way. Uh, Last night I made, uh, are you ready for this, cheeseburger pizza. Yeah, cheese. I know that sounds very, you know, like uh, whatever, white trash. But it was really good. Uh, I made a cheese, must, ketchup and mustard as a sauce, cheeseburger, onion, pickle, uh, and cheese on top. It was sick. It was sick and wrong. Cheeseburger pizza is amazing. Uh, just look for Rob Carson Show on Twitter, Rob Carson Show on Getter, Truth Social, and Instagram if you'd like to uh, follow me on any of those things. Any of those things is cool. So, uh, you heard about the Tennessee Three, right? There are these three uh, people in uh, Tennessee that disrupted a congressional hearing because they were throwing a temper tantrum. And, uh, you know, it's it's in response to the school shooting at the Catholic school, uh, the Covenant School in Nashville. And uh, they want to uh, push uh, stronger gun safety laws, even though there's no finish line there. There's no specific law or gun involved here. We know that they wanted to go after uh, assault rifles. Then it turns out that uh, <clears throat> the rifle used by the Covenant shooter, <clears throat> not a uh, an assault rifle, as it were. Uh, but that doesn't matter. So they're, they're throwing a temper tantrum. And uh, this, is, this is the kind of stuff you're seeing in America's cities where you just throw a temper tantrum and that's, uh, that's tantamount to some sort of, of a political movement. Um, but State Representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, who are two 27-year-old men who uh, dress up in their father's clothes uh, and stand in front of a mirror um, and or dress up like uh, Malcolm X or... or um, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in their clothes. Uh, they're, they're oversized and they look like buffoons, but they're trying to mimic uh, a political movement that was meaningful to, uh, to get behind a political movement that is nonsensical, which is what they're doing. And they've got a den mom for the scout group, uh, Gloria Johnson. And they've all been invited to the uh, White House. But it's weird because uh, none of the families of the victims of the shootings... Being invited to the White House. Wonder, I wonder why that is. Uh, it's because it depends on who does the shooting and who gets shot, you say. 
This is a Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about the fact that they're going to bring these uh, buffoons who interrupted a proceeding of a legislature, which, by the way, would and should get the FBI to track you down using cell phone records and throw you in jail for 800 days without trial like they did on uh, January the 6th. But you see, they're very selective. The FBI is uh, very selective. You know why? Because they're crooked as hell. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre. And then one more. So Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested Peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Oh, yes, peacefully protested, just like they did the summer of 2020. Bill Covenant school shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you. Victims of what? What? I'm sorry, what were we talking about? I'm just talking about the three political tools that we're inviting up here. About any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you at any invite. What I can say to you right now what is, that? is that the president is focused on getting things done. He's <laughs> that is fantastic. Focused on making sure that... He we- called a, a lid on his day. Uh, what was it? Monday. Nine in the morning. We are protecting our communities, that we're protecting our schools, uh, that we're protecting our churches, we're protecting our grocery stores. No, 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 you're not doing a damn thing. Grocery stores. No. People, as we know, in Buffalo went to the grocery on a Saturday and got murdered. Ten of them were murdered. We see what's happening in our schools. And that's why he's bringing these legislators here to have that conversation and to see what else can... No, 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 no. It's about tokenism. That's what it's about. ...be done. And to highlight that, that's what the president is using the bully pulpit for. That's why he continues to put pressure on Congress to get things done. Make sure that they're showing some courage, Republicans in Congress. What, what's the finish line? Where's the finish line? Uh, here's a little audio from these, uh, these uh, morons in uh, the Tennessee legislature. They did it again, by the way. They got reinstated, and they, uh, they did the same thing. They brought a bunch of uh, people into the, uh, the observation area in the legislature and uh, pitched a fit. By the way, if you go into our nation capital. Uh, you have to surrender your cell phone. You, When you go to watch a congressional hearing and, and, and sit, you cannot say a word. If you say a word, you get booted. I know this because I went there. I didn't get booted, but that's what they do. But this is okay in Tennessee, I guess. Yeah, this is who they're bringing to the uh, to the Capitol, and here they are. Listen to this. this is when I talk about uh, dressing up in your dad's clothes, here they are singing a, an old school civil rights era song for legislation. They have no idea what they're trying to do. They just want to get rid of guns. This is fantastic. These guys don't even know the words of the song. These uh, these two young guys, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, you could give them like the, uh, you know, the themes of the uh, the the lyrics to the theme song from the Jeffersons, and they think, you know, we're moving on up to the east side to a deluxe apartment in the sky. They, you know, it doesn't really matter. And there they are singing some some sort of the civil rights movement uh, 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 non sequitur song, a song that literally led people through uh, out of uh, bondage, and they're singing it because they didn't get their way in the legislature, and the legislature is saying, you know, um, just getting rid of guns ain't going to do it. How about we uh, put an armed resource officer in the schools because we're not going to do anything about getting rid of the Second Amendment? How about that? Oh, yeah, that doesn't get the headlines. That doesn't get the sound bites that inviting three radical legislators to the White House does. James Rosen, Newsmax, coming up. Don't go anywhere.
left has been trying to get you to hate America for 50 years. And we're fighting it and we're fighting it hard. Guess what? It ain't working. It's the Rob Carson Show. Coming up, James Rosen of Newsmax. He's on the White House lawn today talking about a number of things, including this uh, FBI whistleblower who's about to uh, blow the lid on uh, Biden family uh, corruption. And also, um, it it basically exposed the fact that the FBI is working hand in hand with Joe Biden and his family to cover up the crimes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the the feces is about to hit the fan, and we'll get to that in a second as soon as we uh, figure out that he's... uh, that he's off uh, and ready to go. I do want to mention uh, that, uh, <laughs> did you hear about this? Eric Adams, New York City's Democrat mayor, uh, went vegan in 2016 after losing his eyesight to type 2 diabetes. What the what? Really? Uh, with his restored vision, Eric Adams has focused on another reason to avoid meat, the specter of anthropogenic climate change. So he's saying that, uh, that New York City needs to go on a vegetarian diet with him. This is what Democrats do. This is like what Karens do. Karens get offended by uh, a high school mascot that's a Native American, and they uh, call and and pitch a fit and get rid of the Redskins. That's what happens. They live vicariously. They see their little problems, and they want to project it on everybody else. So if I can't eat meat, everybody else does. And here's what Eric Adams says. What we put on our plate doesn't just affect us. We know how food is the third largest source of emissions in New York City. So what we eat is impacting our entire planet. No, it's not. You can't even see New York City. Uh, if you're in geosynchronous orbit above the United States, um, you can't even see New York City. All right? So how is that going to change the planet? It's not. It's stupid. He says, that's why today I'm announcing that by 2030, the city will reduce our food-related emissions by 33%, which will be a lot, uh, will mean a lot to people who are in uh, small elevators. I'm just going to tell you, because sometimes those food-related emissions, right there in the elevator. Uh, 2021, the city of New York spent $297 million on food, which allegedly resulted in the production of 123,000 tons of carbon dioxide. Emissions the plants Adams consumes happen to thrive on. So this is uh, just stupid. Honestly, and I'll tell you, uh, as far as type two diabetes, um, uh, you can you can you can beat it. You can beat it. You don't necessarily have to be, go vegan. Uh, he has chosen to be vegan, but uh, yeah, it's all nonsense. It's, I'm told that uh, James Rosen is on the line. James Rosen, Newsmax, how are you? I'm blessed. Great to be back with you, Rob. It's great to have you on. You are on the White House lawn as we speak. That is correct, and so far the sprinklers haven't gotten me today. <laughs> have you ever had that happen, by the way? <laughs> it happened to me two weeks ago for the very first time. I've been coming here for 25 years on and yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was taking a little time out on the one of the sort of more obscure portions of the North Lawn. I was yeah. reading a book. And guess what? what? When they turn on the sprinkler system, there's no advance warning, I learned. Uh-huh. Well, I, I didn't want to say this, but actually uh, there is a guy by the White House. I actually saw him opening, opening the spigot when you started to talk. I, I don't know if you know that. It's just a rumor I've heard. Maybe maybe it was Eric Holder. <laughs> Who knows? It might have been. It might have been. So today you're talking about the uh, the budget. Uh, Republicans want to increase the debt ceiling, but they also want to cut spending. And, of course, any cuts to government are draconian. Are they still draconian, or are they – what are they called now? Pretty much heartless. Uh, We saw in remarks by President Biden to a friendly union audience in suburban Maryland yesterday and then again 
In a statement released by the White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, that was embargoed until 6 a.m. today, uh, that in, in essence they're calling these uh, MAGA budget plans of course. <laughs> that they say are aimed at uh, hurting the middle class, uh, uh, bumping people off of Medicare benefits and so forth while tax breaks are provided for the super wealthy. It's a line of argument that we've seen oh, from yeah. not just President Biden but many Democrats in many election cycles with varying results from cycle to cycle. Now, um, so so I saw yesterday Kevin McCarthy was saying that they want to raise the debt ceiling. Got to have some uh, some cuts. There's a new poll out today, the American Action Network, uh, and they have said that basically Americans overwhelmingly support support uh, cutting a federal spending before raising the debt ceiling. Uh, what what is going to happen here? Is there the possibility of a government shutdown? What are you what are you hearing uh, as far as the budget and proceeding proceeding from here? Well, first on the polling data that you cited, it's interesting because absolutely Americans tend to favor when asked in broad terms if yeah. they would like to see the federal government spend less money, and we're already running a, what a thirty one trillion dollar deficit. Yeah. Uh, they always say yes. But if you then go program by program yes. and ask if, mm-hmm. if they would like to see individual programs such as Medicaid yeah. uh, or certain kind of welfare benefits cut, the, the, the numbers may differ. In terms of what's going to happen from here on out, President Biden has sent some conflicting signals. At first, he, on, on the one hand, he has said that he's just simply unwilling to negotiate with the Republicans on raising the debt ceiling, that if the debt ceiling is reached, which most economists expect will come in June if no action is taken, uh, the Biden administration says that will be destructive to the U.S. economy, cost six million jobs. Uh, on the other hand, President Biden has said he's just waiting for the Republicans to put forward their own budget plan. And at times he's actually said we can negotiate. Uh, and so that finally happened yesterday when Speaker McCarthy took to the House floor uh, and unveiled this new plan, the Limit Save Grow Act, which, yes, provides for a modest hike in the debt ceiling of uh, $1.5 trillion, uh, or until spending runs out by next March, whichever comes first while aiming to cut $4.5 trillion in, uh, in discretionary spending uh-huh. by the federal government, trying to return the, the spending levels of the federal government to what they were in fiscal year 2022. That's also, in budget-cutting terms, a fairly modest aim. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think the president recognizes, and his team, they recognize that they can't just simply uh, refuse to negotiate. Uh, both sides know that it would be very costly to the U.S. economy if the debt ceiling is reached without action. So I predict eventually you're going to see some kind of huddle. The two men, President Biden and Speaker McCarthy, haven't met in person or had a discussion yeah. about this subject since February. Unbelievable. And, and this is the first time I've ever heard $1.5 billion being considered a moderate cut. It's kind of odd. <laughs> kind of well, odd. Well, as the, as the late Everett Dirksen once said, <laughs> uh, a billion here and a billion there, and pretty soon you're talking about real money. Yes, exactly. Now, I don't know if you're covering some of the other uh, things going on on Capitol Hill. Yesterday, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, was removed or couldn't speak anymore after she uh, said that uh, Eric Swalwell slept with a Chinese spy and then called uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas a, a liar, a liar. Uh, what, what sort of uh, fallout are you hearing about that exchange yesterday? So reportedly, and of course I cover the White House, yes. my excellent Newsmax colleague Kilmini Ducart covers Congress, yes. uh, but just from paying attention to these things, uh, it was reported that the chairman, the Republican chairman of that committee, uh, was very displeased with Representative Green's outbursts, 
uh, and plans to ask the House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, to have her removed from that committee if there is another such outburst. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, it, it gets to a, a real uh, fundamental issue about modern politics, which is that the committee leaders or uh, the, the House and Senate Democratic and Republican leaders and indeed the DNC and the RNC just simply exercise a lot less control over their own members than they did 20, 30, and 40 years ago, yeah. in part due to technology and to the easy availability of fundraising and messaging through social media. And uh, some people, some folks who've been around the Capitol a long time tell me that they see now that the incentive structure, the reward structure for an individual member of Congress uh, who is mostly concerned only with the next primary election that they might face yeah. are much greater for, for, for defying your own party leadership than they are for falling in line behind your party of leadership as, as, the, <laughs> as the norm used to be. Of course. Uh, you've also got the big story of the IRS whistleblower saying that the Biden administration has interfered in the Hunter Biden uh, and uh, Biden family tax fraud probe. What are you hearing? Uh, this, this sounds pretty explosive explosive even cbs did a story on it last night well this is a potentially a very significant development a uh, high-ranking uh, criminal supervisory officer at the irs who investigates tax fraud and that sort of thing um his lawyer has has sought whistleblower whistleblower protection from the congress uh in the form of letter from his attorney uh, who's with a major firm here in washington that was sent to lawmakers on both sides of the aisle uh, it was also stated in this letter that this IRS officer has already sought whistleblower protection within the IRS, uh, wow. contacting the inspector general. Of course, to the average American, uh, they see that Hunter Biden has been under active FBI criminal investigation uh, in regards to his finances and overseas business dealings since 2019. Mm -hmm. And indeed, it was this reporter who first broke that story in the closing days of the 2020 campaign cycle wow. when I was reporting for the Sinclair Broadcast Group. Oh, yeah. I was the first reporter to break that Hunter Biden was under active FBI criminal investigation. At the time, Mr. Hunter Biden, the Biden-Harris campaign, the FBI and DOJ all said nothing until after the election when Hunter Biden, as we all know, confirmed the reporting. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think any case that goes on this long without some kind of action, uh, where it's principally based on uh, available information to the government in the form of tax records, phone calls, documents, um, that would be rather unusual. So yeah. I think that um, <laughs> this development potentially comports with what Americans already think about this case. Exactly, exactly. Also, uh, apparently uh, Alvin Bragg got a little gut punch yesterday, and a federal judge has denied uh, the DA's Alvin Bragg's request to block the House GOP subpoena of uh, the ex-prosecutor who went on to write a book, wrote a book <laughs> about uh, Donald Trump and going after Donald Trump. What have you heard about uh, what's happening in New York with regard to to, uh, Alvin Bragg's case against Donald Trump. So a federal court has ruled that uh, House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio can lawfully subpoena this former prosecutor who worked with Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan, uh, on potential uh, cases against Donald Trump, and who resigned in protest and then went, a, uh, then went and wrote a book mm -hmm. about his experiences when he was displeased, this former prosecutor, Mark Pomerantz, that uh, D.A. Bragg did not pursue the case against Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Since all of that happened, since the prosecutor left and wrote his book, uh, the D.A. Alvin Bragg has now indeed pursued the case uh, against Donald Trump. And we saw the former president uh, arrested and indicted on 34 felony counts in connection with payments to the uh, the actress Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Um, however, the federal court that is allowing the Judiciary Committee to proceed with its subpoena of Mr. Pomerantz 
has also um, stayed that or halted that for the time being. Uh, but uh, it's interesting because it's not at all clear that it's sort of like when a dog chases a car. Yeah. What happens if you actually catch it? Um, I don't know that Jim Jordan is going to be entirely thrilled with the testimony he might receive from Mark Pomerantz, yeah. who was very gung-ho about prosecuting Donald Trump in the Stormy Daniels case. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I, uh, I'm thinking about reading the book, but I think I'll wait for the movie, actually. I think that's what I'll, uh, I'll do. But anyway, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you joining me today. I don't know what kind of movies you like to watch, yeah. uh, Rob. Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm not thinking I would watch this one. <laughs> Anyway, I appreciate you joining me today, James. Uh, by the way, if you see kind of a pudgy, bald guy mowing the yard, it could be Brian Stelter. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Haven't seen much of him lately, but I do. I don't think you'll see that. He's got a nice gig with Vanity Fair now. So. Oh, fabo. <laughs> you know, I think his lawn-cutting days are over. All right, very good. Uh, thanks for joining me today, James. I greatly appreciate it. Enjoy your work and continued success. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Rob. All right. You know, the thing I like about uh, uh, him is, James Rosen, is that uh, he is just so well-spoken. I mean, uh, if you listen to James Rosen, he, he really focuses on every word. He, he crafts his words very nicely. That's, that's one of the reasons. And he's a hell of a journalist, too. But he, he really does. I, uh, there are some people that I, you know, I like to consider myself to be well-spoken. I can always do better. But there are some people that I, I, when they speak, I go, oh, listen. And not only to what they're saying, but how they're saying, the words they choose. I just think he does a, uh, a great job, and he certainly is uh, awesome to have on the Newsmax, uh, on the Newsmax staff. All right, so coming up, I do have some audio from Kevin McCarthy about the debt suit. I know it sounds boring, but it's kind of a big deal. Uh, also, um, you know, while they're uh, bringing uh, radical uh, disruptors to the White House, uh, more shootings are happening around the country that are being ignored by the White House. We'll get to that. Your phone calls are welcome here, guys, at 800-922-6680 on the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. The Economist and YouGov survey found that uh, Newsmax, the network, I, I'll just be honest, I work for Newsmax. I have a TV show on Newsmax. It is called Rob Carson's What in the World? And by the way, it is finished uh, wrapping up this weekend's episode. It is in the can, as it were, which, you know, doesn't mean what you think, Democrats. But anyway, we, we finished up the uh, the taping of the show. I, I do all of the, I do all of it myself, actually. I, I, I have an editor named Brian who kicks butt, a guy named Joe who just totally uh, gives me advice. And, you know, and it's, uh, it's ready to go for this weekend. And that's why Donald Trump says it's the funniest show and I'm the funniest man on television. According to Donald Trump, so you should you should watch it. It's kind of cool. Anyway, uh, the Economist YouGov poll shows Newsmax among the most trusted news channels. That's kind of cool. Right up there with old uh, Fox News and CNN and MSNBC. I'm not sure who exactly trusts MSNBC. Crazy people, I guess. Crazy people trust uh, uh, MSNBC. <laughs> but uh, but um, and Newsmax right up there. And, and one of the reasons is that with Newsmax, you you know what you get. You have uh, trusted newscasters. Um, and, and they're not going to change. They're not going to just, oh, okay, well, I'm somebody completely different on election night or whatever. And uh, if you get a chance to, I'm going to be on Carl Higby's show. It's called Frontline. 
5 o'clock tonight, and uh, I'll be talking with, uh, with Carl about a number of things. And uh, if you don't know about Carl, he, uh, he joined the Navy SEALs at 19 years old, 9-11 happened. He served the country proudly, and I'm just honored to be a part of the same team that he's on. Uh, so watch the show tonight and every night, if you would, in DVR. And it is called Carl P- uh, Higby Frontline. Frontline. There you go. So um, a couple of things here I want to get to. Um, this is, uh, oh, this is funny. So there's already uh, some word on social media that in Chicago, uh, teens are going to do the same thing they did last weekend. So last weekend you had cars destroyed. You had people up on buses. You had a couple people shot. Teenagers out of control. And I've talked about it extensively yesterday, the decay of the, uh, uh, the urban family, people of color. And it should be fairly, fairly obvious. You've got 13 times the national average murder, black-on-black violence. You've got uh, schools failing uh, massively to the tune of, I think, 23 schools in Baltimore, high schools that don't have a single child who is uh, up to uh, snuff with regard to math and, uh, and, uh, and writing. Um, and the same goes in uh, in. Illinois, 100 plus schools, nobody, nobody proficient in math or reading. There you go. And they're planning on doing the same thing this weekend. This is why people are leaving Chicago. This is why uh, Walmart is closing up shop four of the big Walmarts are closing because they've never been profitable because they keep getting robbed blind. And Chicago, for some reason, has doubled down on Lori Lightfoot's failing and put Brandon Johnson in office, which I would... <laughs> I would say that isn't the will of the people. I would say that's the will of uh, teachers, unions, and big government. That's what I think. So you figure it out from there. But uh, I don't think the people of Chicago are down with defunding the police and down with kids robbing and, and, uh, and destroying and looting. But here is a Brandon Johnson. He's saying that kids, like last weekend, the ones who destroyed the Tesla and shot people, and last week 40 people were shot in uh, Chicago. Eight of them died. Uh, all but two of them were in their 30s. The rest were in their either 21 and younger. But here is your new mayor in Chicago, which, dear God in heaven, they should recall. They should hardly start recalling, talking about these, these kids making silly mistakes. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I've got a 17-year-old daughter and 23-year-old son, and they have never gone into the city because of a social media event and uh, looted, destroyed, and burned stuff. Do you know that home plate is at Even the... Even when they were 14! ...bottom of my stairs... I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. I tell you what, you, uh, you slide down them stairs all you want. But if your kid gets in my face with a gun or tries to break out my windshield, it's going to be a different story. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Yeah. Uh, not sure when the funeral for Chicago should be, but there is going to be an observation, I believe, the next couple of years before that happens. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. This will be the last hour of the show, and the number is 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. doesn't spell anything, but, uh, you know, 800-922-6680. If you want to check out the podcast, by the way, it's available on all the digital platforms 
uh, Spotify, iHeart uh, Media, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, just go to uh, Newsmax.com slash listen. If you would like to uh, check it out, newsmax.com slash listen. If you enjoyed the show, and we, we divided up my, my, uh, my producer, Ken, who I like to call Redneck MacGyver. Uh, he takes the show, he whittles it down to two segments, and that way it's easily digestible. You can you know, go for a walk, you know, walk the dog, whatever, uh, and listen to the show later in the day. And you get to hear the comedy that Mr. Jim Gossett brings to the show. You get to hear some of the great guests that we have. And then, of course, you know what I do. Which is, you know, entertain and inform and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, newsmax.com slash listen, if you would. So, um, before I uh, launch into um, uh, what I have planned for the hour, um, I will start with some uh, senseless shootings over the weekend in the Kansas City area. And this, uh, this didn't take off, by the way. They really tried to make this into some sort of a giant racial uh, event just in time for summer. And there's a wonderful young man. His name's Ralph Yarl. And he was uh, shot through a glass door by a white homeowner in his 80s after mistakenly approaching the wrong address last weekend. And, of course, this immediately uh, became a white guy shooting a black kid who's innocent, and it's a race war, and everybody's racist, and oh, my God, oh, my God, the United States is racist. And really, uh, who knows? Who knows what's in the heart of this man? If he was indeed a racist or just a really old, paranoid guy who's uh, afraid of all the crime that's happening in the world, you know, kind of like uh, Kevin Monaghan in upstate New York. He murdered a 20-year-old woman who made the mistake of uh, uh, going in the wrong driveway. Now, it's kind of funny because only one of these people got a call from Joe Biden. Can you, can you guess who it is? Do you suppose it's either uh, Ralph or, or the family of, uh, of uh, this young woman? Who, who do you suppose got the, uh, the call from Joe Biden? If, if you guessed uh, Ralph, you're right. Yeah, Joe Biden called him. And, uh, you know, that's fine. He's also inviting him to the White House. And uh, nothing. Nothing about uh, this 20-year-old woman who was actually murdered. Her life ended ended was this because of racism kevin monahan is he a racist or was he just a, a paranoid uh was he whatever no questions being asked but by gosh when it comes to the other guy and uh, and ralph yarl clearly he is a racist and he hates uh, black people i don't care either way you know you know uh i think they should be tried either one of them and uh, and let the facts sort themselves out in front of a jury but uh, here, there's another story, actually, that uh, just came out. And this is a, a six-year-old girl. And uh, she was actually shot in the face after a neighbor shot at her and her parents when a basketball rolled into his yard. The man is still on the, uh, on the run. Yeah, Kinsley White and other neighborhood children were playing on their street Tuesday in Gaston County, North Carolina, when her neighbor, Robert Lewis Singletary, snapped over a stray ball. Singletary got mad, began firing at White and her parents. And by the way, you want to hear something really weird? They're white. Uh, not their last name. Their, white na- their last name is White, but they're actually white. And uh, Robert Lewis Singletary is, uh, is not. He is a person of color. And, uh, and here's, here's the report. I want you to hear. I want you to hear from this little girl, and thank God in heaven. And, and I would hope that when you hear her voice, you can get rid of the idea of race. Just think about a child and realize that there are children like this little girl shot in Chicago every weekend or in Baltimore every weekend. They're just a different color. 
Anyway, it's a tragedy. I want you to listen to this report from this beautiful little girl, Kinsley, about her experience. Six-year-old Kinsley White was shot and the bullet lodged in her cheek. Now, her mother says she's thankful that her daughter is at home, but the child's father is still in the hospital listed in stable condition, and the family is waiting to see him. Children playing basketball and on a swing set. A peaceful night quickly turned violent. Was the shooter a racist? Is that man asked with this story? After neighbors say a basketball rolled into the yard where Robert Singletary was staying. He just came back out with a gun. He started to shoot him. I need to hear her, her voice. Listen to this precious little girl home but the child's father is still in the hospital listed in stable condition and the family is waiting to see him children playing basketball and on a swing set a peaceful night quickly turned violent after neighbors say a basketball rolled into the yard where robert singletary was staying he just came back out with a oh. gun he started to shoot him. Oh. and all of a sudden he just took off running across the yard and just Bam, 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 shooting, shooting, trying to shoot the guy. Well, I heard the pow, 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 and I thought it was fireworks. Well, then I heard the pow, 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 and everybody started hollering, get in the house, get in the house, get in the house. Casting County police are looking for 24-year-old Robert Singletary. Ashley Hildebrand had a bullet graze her elbow. Her six-year-old daughter, Kinsley, was shot in the face, and the bullet lodged in her cheek. William White, Ashley's husband, was shot in the family's front yard. They got about right here, and he shot him in the back. And when he went to the ground, wow. the guy continued to shoot. Kinsley was released from the hospital early this morning, but has spoken with her father. I hope my daddy was okay. Oh, my God. He's okay. I love him. And said he loved me, too. He's okay. Meanwhile, police are still looking for Singletary, and the neighborhood is on alert. What we would tell them is just to be vigilant, keep their eyes open um, if they see this individual or someone meeting that description. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, put away your selective outrage, White House, dear God in heaven. You know, and it just, it really, it adds insult to injury to everybody involved. It, it, you're basically, the White House is willing to invite one person to the White House or, or a group of people who protested in the Tennessee uh, State House, but all you are, you're being used. You're just being used. I, I'm really glad that Ralph Yarl is well. I really, really am. But he's being used. He, and I don't even know what for. Yeah, I guess it's anti-gun. Is it anti-gun? Is it racism? What is it exactly? What exactly is it? Because uh, the shooter of Ralph Yarl was an 85-year-old man. He was a white man. And this beautiful little girl and her daddy uh, was shot by a black man. There's no... What's a racist... I mean, is, is, is there a curriculum in school that teaches that uh, uh, there's black supremacy and, uh, and white people wrote something? You know, right? Is there racism being fomented in, in public education uh, toward black people or toward white people? I, I don't like to make it like this. I just don't like selective outrage and use of tragedy like this to forward a political agenda. That's always what happens. That's always what happens. It's just ridiculous. Trump appointed judge has denied Alvin Bragg's request to block a subpoena of uh, of an ex-prosecutor. Now, this is in a nutshell. Alvin Bragg is going after Donald Trump to keep him from being able to run for president. They created a uh, a series of uh, of supposed felonies 
Uh, these were uh, charges related to a non-disclosure agreement paid to uh, Stormy Daniels years, I mean, what, 20 years ago? And uh, Michael Cohen paid her, Donald Trump reimbursed him, and Alvin Bragg has gotten orders from somebody to go after Donald Trump. And uh, Jim Jordan's saying, well, wait, 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 why, what, um, why are you doing this? Because uh, New York's got all sorts of problems, and you're letting a whole lot of people who are felons out after they get arrested. There's a whole lot of murder. And, and wouldn't you suppose that rather than spending hundreds of millions of dollars going after Donald Trump to keep him from running again, you should focus on what a DA should do in New York, which is keep the people of New York safe? Uh, well, apparently they hit a little roadblock because a federal judge is going to uh, allow Jim Jordan to subpoena Mark Pomerantz. Pomerantz used to work for Alvin Bragg. And, uh, and uh, uh, the, the judge said that there is no legal basis to block Jim Jordan's subpoena. So Jim Jordan is going to be asked uh, to ask this guy who left uh, after Alvin Bragg became the AG or the DA because he didn't feel that Alvin Bragg was going strong enough after Donald Trump. And it's because Alvin Bragg originally thought there was no case against Donald Trump. So this guy leaves the, uh, the DA's office and writes a book about Donald Trump, uh, talking about how much he wishes that Donald Trump would go to jail. And what Jim Jordan is saying is, uh, A, we want to find out why the DA is not focusing on crime, and B, it's clearly political. It's clearly political. And it sounds like it's being funded by the federal government, and Joe Biden knows about it. Here is uh, Greg Jarrett talking about uh, the defeat that Alvin Bragg has suffered by allowing Jim Jordan's subpoena to go ahead. As I predicted in two columns and on your air, this was doomed to fail. It was a desperate uh, bid by Alvin Bragg to cover up and conceal his own wrongdoing by bringing an indictment against Trump that is unsupported by the law, contradicted by the facts, and politically driven. And the judge saw right through it. She said, are you kidding me? This is good news because a lot of people were saying if this is allowed to proceed, it'll be the end of our justice system because it has become purely political. We're seeing that on the federal level with regard to uh, Joe Biden and uh, IRS and, and all of the charges against the uh, Biden family. But this was really a, and maybe this is the beginning of the collapse of this case, which has to happen if we're going to have a, a justice system that's equal. There are several federal matters that justify a congressional investigation. You used federal funds to investigate Trump. The net effect of your indictment interferes in an upcoming federal election. Yeah, that should be enough to throw it out right there. As I predicted in two columns Whoops, and on sorry. your by the law, contradicted by the facts and politically driven. And the judge saw right through it. She said, are you kidding me? There are several federal matters that justify a congressional investigation. You used federal funds to investigate Trump. The net effect of your indictment interferes in an upcoming federal election. There you go. There you go. So that is, uh, I didn't mean to play that again. I just had a little uh, computer malfunction. Here's a little bit more from uh, Greg Jarrett on this setback in Alvin Bragg's office. Uh, but it was always so stupid and ludicrous for that guy on the screen, Alvin Bragg, to say, oh, 
If you make Pomerantz, my assistant, uh, testify, he'll have to disclose highly sensitive, secret, confidential information. Well, I mean, that's so laughable because he already did that in yeah. a 300-page book. Yeah, he already spilled his beans. It was little more than a personal and venomous screed yeah, there you go. So that, against uh, Donald Trump and disclosing, openly admitting that they brought the case for political reasons. They hated Trump personally, yeah. and they despised his policies. And the judge actually went so far as to say today that Pomerantz has placed himself in criminal liability. So tomorrow, is he going to take the fifth? Is he going to say, uh, claim some privilege that has already been waived by his book? Stay tuned for that. Yes, we will. And does Alvin Bragg face any criminality? Listen to this. Yes, and, and there's a lot more. I'm reminded of uh, Nifong, the district attorney in North Carolina, who brought the phony case against the Duke lacrosse players by conspiring to withhold exculpatory evidence showing the defendants were innocent. You've got a key witness who testified oh, yeah. before the grand jury that Alvin Bragg did that. And Nifong ended up disgraced, disbarred, and briefly behind bars held in criminal contempt of court. In Ooh. my judgment, not only should Bragg face disbarment proceedings, but the judge should seriously consider a Nifong-like uh, criminal contempt charge. And if this happens, this will stop all the nonsense coming from states like Florida and Georgia to prevent Donald Trump from successfully being elected president of the United States. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out Carl Higby's show on Newsmax tonight. It's called A Frontline. I'm going to be on the show, actually. Carl Higby, Navy SEAL, uh, awesome guy. Uh, his show is at 5 o'clock Eastern. You got Chris Salcedo right before that. You got Rob Schmidt right after. Rob Schmidt is uh, spectacular. Just a lot of really uh, good stuff on uh, Newsmax. You can download the free app on your smartphone. You can also go to 349 on your direct TV. And if you'd like all the other places you can watch Newsmax, just go to uh, uh, NewsmaxTV.com. Do that, will you? All right. So I'm stapling something here as we speak because I'm always doing show prep during the show. Actually, um, I do want to get into uh, <clears throat> a little bit on the transgender stuff. I know we, we're heavy on that because, you know, kind of a big story. Uh, there was legislation passed in the House today that would uh, bar men from competing with women. It sounds like it's going to be vetoed by this president. And I, and I want to say that uh, to the women of America, uh, I believe that this is, uh, you, know, you know, a lot of times you use the expression um, existential, existential threat to women. And it is. It is an existential threat to women's athletics. And anybody who's ever competed, uh, any woman who's ever competed, knows what a tough row to hoe it is to be a female athlete. Frequently, the only reason you are doing the athletics is do it for the enjoyment of the sport. There's no end game to it because there isn't much there. There isn't much with regard to a professional career, uh, possibly if you're the upper echelon of everything, maybe an Olympic athlete. Uh, but by and large, what you're doing really is just the enjoyment of the sport. And men uh, frequently uh, enjoy uh, more of the spoils uh, as far as uh, financial. Obviously, I mean, look at the contracts. Dear Lord in heaven, there was a contract to sign the other day, the richest in NFL history. I don't even know who it was. 
because I don't pay that much attention to sports. Unless it's football season, then I'll watch sports. But <clears throat> it, is, it is ridiculous, and this is existential. And that the Democrat Party is completely cool with women being erased, and that's what it is. Yesterday we heard uh, this woman on The View saying that uh, the Christian rights worse than the Taliban. Well, the Taliban is actively erasing women. They, they're saying that, that girls can't go to school. They're saying that women can't work in government. They're saying that women cannot have higher office. They're saying that women cannot, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, but in the United States, we've got the same thing going. Men are becoming women, becoming the woman of the year, uh, becoming, you know, whatever, uh, becoming championship athletes, beating women who've competed their entire lives. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's nonsensical. And uh, I've got uh, somebody fighting back at ESPN and also uh, Megyn Kelly. I wouldn't want to mess with Megyn Kelly. No, 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 no. But yesterday, John Fetterman made his return to the Senate. John Fetterman was out because of, uh, quote, unquote, and I do say that, uh, depression. Right? Uh, John Fetterman had a massive stroke right when he began running for uh, Senate in the state of Pennsylvania. And the media covered it up. And they even, uh, the, the uh, uh, mail-in balloting started six weeks before the first debate. The debate... John Fetterman, Dr. Oz was right before the election. So it was already uh, done. But this is him. This is after recovery. John Fetterman speaking. I called to this hearing of the U.S. Senate Subcommittee and Food and Nutrition, Specialty Crops, Organics, and Research to order. He's not even, he's reading. He doesn't even know his inflection. I, it doesn't sound like he even knows what he's saying. Chairwoman Stevenow and Ranking Member Boozman, thank you so much for coming. I thank you for your leadership. On this, this sounds like a computer program, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like uh, like AI? I mean, without the intelligence. This committee, and I look forward to working with you. To and I look forward to speaking to you today. As a farm bill. A farm bill that works for small far- farmers, rural communities, and hungry Americans. This is unbelievable. This is really, honestly, this is unbelievable. Uh, this is how far the Democrat Party has fallen. you got Diane Feinstein, who's been in the, uh, in the hospital for three months with shingles, uh, who hasn't issued a statement on camera in months and months and months. you got Joe Biden, who, I mean, dear God, that's a Joe Biden speech right there. This is your Democrat Party. Un, un, unbelievable. And I'm not trying to be cruel here. I have compassion for John Fetterman. He had a massive stroke. The fact that there are people in his life that pushed him through the campaign, got him elected, and now want to push him even further is ridiculous. You should be focusing on his health. That's it. All right, on the way, <laughs> what's happening with uh, trans athletics in the country and women are starting to find, fight back. Finally, this is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Uh, Some breaking news. Uh, Dan Bongino is out at Fox News. And I don't know what this is exactly. I, I know Dan. Um, and uh, but it sounds like he could be uh, out. He is out. I don't know if they were not able to reach an agreement. He has a uh, a show on Saturday night. He's also uh, uh, he's very involved in Rumble. Uh, also very involved in Parlor, 
and uh, kind of interesting. And I was I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about Dan leaving the TV show. Uh, I know Dan's show was doing well on Saturday night. It's not right up against my show. I'm up against Kill Meat on Saturday night on Newsmax with my TV show, and I do quite well, by the way. Uh, but uh, but Dan's show is, I guess, I think it's after Kill Meads, and uh, they apparently weren't able to come to an agreement on on the show. Now, <clears throat> Dan was a principal in uh, in Parlor, and uh, Parlor. This is interesting, and I, I don't know what's going on with Parlor. Parlor, for some reason, got rid of me. Uh, no reason for it. I asked uh, a Jason Miller, former Trump official, who started up Rumble, and I said, or not Rumble. Um, Getter, and I said, "What the why?" And he couldn't believe I was removed from Parlor. We couldn't, because I didn't put anything up there that was inflammatory. I mean, I, I put stuff on social media. I didn't get kicked off of, you know, I, I, you know, I'd been. Uh, Facebook's a problem. They've always kicked me off for a variety of things, and they just blew up my Facebook page earlier this year for no reason. By the way, for no, re- they just got rid of it like they did the day after the election in 2020. Just got rid of it. But uh, Parlor's gone. Parlor is gone. If you go on to Parlor, there's a smug, arrogant little line uh, on the on the title page of Parlor, and I'm I'm a little disappointed in Dan Bongino that he hasn't talked about it. Uh, I'm thinking they probably got a buttload of money to shut it down, or at least to sell it. Um, but Starbird Media is the company that owns it, and this is what they. It's still the the page is still up there. They've not said anything. Uh, I've talked about this guy Ryan Coyne of Starbird. He's not a billionaire. Uh, he sounds like kind of a Funky. I don't even know the guy. Uh, he, he literally, his social media profiles, it, like no posts. It, it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, he's, on, the, on the side, he says, no reasonable person believes Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. That's what it says. So this to me says that this uh, Ryan Coyne guy had some people with major deep pockets, bought Parler because they perceived it as a threat, and now we're just shutting it down. Because they can't shut down free speech, right? They, they tried their very best. They had the DHS create the disinformation governance board. You had the Stanford Virality Project, Virality, not Virility uh, Project, that shut down free speech. And, and it never got crushed completely, did it? Now I can go on Twitter and I can say, uh, you know, I don't believe the vaccine is effective. I don't get kicked off anymore. Isn't that weird? I can go on and say that uh, I can say something like uh, it's not fair for trans women who are born men to compete with women. And I don't get kicked off anymore. I don't get flagged anymore. Isn't that weird? All of that stuff was verboten. You couldn't say anything bad about Black Lives Matter. Where Black Lives Matter, by the way? Where'd they go? All of it was verboten. All of these topics, everything that the federal government, deep state, was preaching and uh, touting had to be had to be agreed with on social media and the mainstream media, or it was taken down, legitimately. But the truth eventually gets out, doesn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it glorious? Isn't it just glorious? It does. So uh, Americans, and I posted last night on Twitter, Americans don't want the damned uh, uh, debt ceiling raised. You know why? Because we don't have a debt ceiling. We don't have the ability to print money. We don't have the ability in our lives to just borrow, 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 borrow. And yesterday, I said on Twitter, I said, you ever been into, you know, at a store? Like, for instance, maybe you're at uh, your favorite, uh, maybe Macy's or JCPenney. And you got some clothes you want to buy, but you're already kind of maxed out on your credit. Maybe you got a $1,000 limit on your, on your credit card. And JCPenney or, or Macy's or whatever, or Best Buy, uh, you've got an account with them. And you like you want that big screen TV, but you're, you only got $300 left on your card. 
And so you will uh, call the Best Buy hotline, and as you're standing there, I'm not saying this has happened to me. Yeah, I am. Of course it's happened to me. But anyway, it, you, you get on the phone with the customer service rep- representative, and they're going to tell you a yay or nay. You get to uh, borrow some more, or no, you know, you're, you're kind of maxed out on your debt, and I don't think it's a good risk for you to get the big screen television. I said, um, that's how I feel about raising the debt ceiling. Because we're $31 trillion in debt already. We have been, uh, the, the, the American people have been abused for years. Uh, every time there was a recession, you have to cut your spending. Government never cuts theirs. You know, they, they had a shutdown when Barack Obama was the president. And they had thousands of road signs already printed up. This uh, monument is closed down because the Republicans couldn't do whatever. It's, it's, it's a tool. The government shutdown is merely a political cudgel used by the left. But you know what, honestly, as far as I'm concerned, I don't even care. This federal government is so messed up and so out of control, I don't even care. That's why I, I'm a big fan of the Convention of States idea, where we, uh, the Convention of the States need 34 states to get together for a Convention of States, and they look at the federal government and they say, yeah, the size and scope of the federal government has gotten outrageous. We need to pare the darn thing down. We need to get rid of all of the redundancy, like the Department of Education does not need to exist. And so uh, leave it up to states to run their own schools. Same with IRS needs to be pared down, not increased by, you know, whatever billion dollars, $87 billion. Ridiculous. So I'm a big fan of Convention of States because if you look at our federal government right now, you can't be feeling too good about it, Right. You, you cannot be feeling very good about what's happening in our federal government. And if you do, you ain't paying attention. But here's Kevin McCarthy because he wants a debt ceiling raise. And I don't. I'll just tell you, I don't give a crap. Cut spending. No debt ceiling. You maintain. You live by what we live by. I don't care what happens. The world's going to end. Oh, my God. Really? Really? Is it going to collapse worse than the southern border? Is it going to collapse worse than what's happening with a, a, a literally a, a hot war with Russia that being, we're being lied to about? You, really? I mean, do you have a problem uh, with the government shutting down, the government that would shut down freedom of speech, create a department of disinformation? Are you kidding me? I don't even care. Now, if you government employees are freaking out, right? No, no, you get paid, you always get paid. And that's fine. But it is about time that the federal government live by the same rules we live by. I mean, my Lord. Guys, I, I lost, we lost our house years ago. I lost my job, I couldn't find work. Uh, we lost our house. It was tragic. But it took us years to get back our credit. Now we have a glorious little uh, 1987 split-level ranch, you know, that I'm sinking all sorts of money in because, you know, it's a fixer-upper. But we had to win that back. We had to earn that back. Right now, the, the, Joe Biden is ready to make people with good credit ratings uh, uh, pay extra so that people with terrible credit ratings could get homes. That's what happened in 2008, by the way, with the banking collapse. But that said, here is, here is Kevin McCarthy. And, and you know what? I, I, I'm actually... Uh, probably like 60% in favor of Kevin McCarthy right now because he's doing what we asked him to do. And it's because uh, he was told, you ain't going to be the speaker unless you do the bidding of the American people. So he has to do it. But he wants to raise the debt ceiling, and here he is talking about just that. Provided I can get it to... Play. Here it is. Hold on one second. Here it goes. Kevin McCarthy. All right. Let Excuse. Me, there we go. 
and refused to negotiate. I think the Senate can honor maple syrup and basketball teams and negotiate on a debt ceiling at the same time. We owe it to the American people to use this moment in history to deliver the future they want, need, and deserve. House Republicans have a plan. The Senate does not. And the President is ignoring the debt crisis. President Biden has a choice. Come to the table and stop playing partisan political games. Yeah, I think we need a, uh, I think the federal government, I, I literally have been saying this for many, many years. It's time for the federal government to live by the rules we live by. I mean, we're going to be 50, 60, 80, $100 trillion in debt, and it's all going to collapse, guys. It's all going to collapse. And if, and if the world decides to adopt another currency like the Chinese currency over ours, we're hosed. It is time to have the federal government live within its means because you and I have to do it all the time. It's ridiculous. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on with regard to uh, transgendered women competing against other women. But first, a brand new song from Jim Gossett about just that. Enjoy. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. I wouldn't know, but, you know, I'll take your word for it. When you sound and look just like a man Leah Thomas, anybody? That kid, Dylan Is really killing it's Dylan Mulvaney for Bud Light Bud Light in a way They hadn't planned Everybody sing along Stand by your trans Looks more like a she-male, the girl with something extra. Very skinny. Stand by your trans. Dylan needs more than makeup. He puts on all the blush he can. <laughs> Stand by. Your trans. That is uh, from Jim Gossett. By the way, if you want to help out Jim, he's got a Patreon page, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com at Jim Gossett Comedy, if you can help him out. Uh, ESPN is at war. Uh, the network Samantha Ponder is breaking ranks and joins Riley Gaines to keep the fight for Title IX for biological women only as Joe Biden tries to change Title IX. And a, a bill just went through the uh, House uh, protecting women in sports. Uh, it sounds like it's going to get vetoed, which should show women that uh, Democrats only care about you when you get an abortion. That's all they care about. They don't care at all. Megyn Kelly went to, this is fantastic. And, I, and I've been saying this. I said, guys, I, I can't fight the fight for American women. All I can do is for fight with them. Uh, uh, women in America need to realize how important this is. And I think, I think they do. It's just that... Uh, I think they're being drowned out. They're being shouted down. They're being threatened. Uh, you never see this with men. You never see, you know, whoever, a trans athlete trying to get into the NFL or compete in the NFL because they can't. It's not, it's not physically possible. It's very obvious. Uh, 
And then, like for instance, last uh, with the with the Boston Marathon, they created a uh, a binary, non-binary division. So you got men competing, women competing. I'm fine, and a non-binary, which I think is great. If you want to have a non-binary, I I was born another sex, now I'm something else. Then you compete. But you know who wins? Uh, the people who were born men. Isn't that crazy? Here is uh, Megan Kelly. This is somebody I would not want to get into a fight with. We don't find our voices and start speaking up against this nonsense. We can kiss every woman's face goodbye. We can mm-hmm. kiss women's rights goodbye. Yep. We can kiss sororities goodbye. Yep. We can take off our tops and our underwear and do our yoga in front of perverted men who just... I'm not going to say anything about that. ...just want to get off watching us till the cows come home. Stick your daughter in the sorority. Let them at her. Find your voices, ladies, yep. and the men who support us. Right Otherwise, this is our future. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to deal with this sh- at, at Tridelt, at Kappa Kappa Gamma, in the women's locker room. You can be supportive of trans people and what they're going through without surrendering to this madness. Think about this. We've got uh, not only the cancellation of women, which is what uh, the Taliban is doing. I am, I'm absolutely serious about this. Then you've also got genital mutilation which we've been talking about in, uh, in Africa and other countries for years. Female circumcision is being promoted now. We have medical professionals who will do that on an underage girl. What the hell has happened? It's time. It's time. And I'm just going to say, just like Megyn Kelly, you lead the charge. I'm here to fight. You lead the charge. I am here to fight. I would lead the charge. I'm going to step on your toes. This is your fight. But I'm going to fight for my the, my the spirit of my mother, for my wife and my daughter. I will do it. And I'm glad to see that we're finally making some headway on this. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. The SS by 10X sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know who else is being threatened by transgender ideology? Lesbians. I know that sounds kind of strange, but it is true. It is true. Uh, and I'll explain here in just one second. Um, basically, uh, Jamie Mitchell, co-founder of uh, Gays Against Groomers, uh, says that um, the push to affirm transgender biological males as women, uh, women who are, are lesbians, are being marginalized and forced to disregard or downplay their innate sexual preference hinged on gender and biological sex being aligned and immutable. Women who are, uh, you know, gay uh, don't like men. And uh, now, because uh, men are saying that they're women, uh, lesbians are saying, I I don't want to date a biological male. I don't want anything to do with men. But uh, now, apparently, uh, lesbian dating apps now boast inclusion of non-binary or gender fluid and transgender people. This is just bizarre. Uh, The denial of biological sex erases homosexuality. As same-sex attraction is meaningless without the distinction between the sexes, according to Colin Wright in an op-ed for uh, Wall Street Journal called The Dangerous Denial of Sex. So here we are. You've got uh, uh, people identifying as the opposite sex erasing women, and now... The radical LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ uh, 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 lobby is, uh, is going after lesbians and saying that uh, to lesbians, I know you like women, but you really got to consider being with a person who used to be a man. And I said this, and, and I don't want to get too much, but, but 
I'm just going to say, and, and I don't care if you want to, uh, you know, you want to go through your transition, you want to say you're a woman or the, you were born a man, whatever. I don't care. As long as you're an adult, go ahead and do it. But if you're, you know, a straight individual <clears throat> will not be attracted to someone who is a trans person. That, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, it's not cruel or anything. It's just the preference. And, and uh, lesbians will not be attracted to women who were born men. It's just the way it is. It's, it's nothing personal. It's nothing terrible. But live your life as you will. I'm, I'm, you know, this is what America is. It's a pursuit of happiness. And if, and if you want to identify as the opposite sex, you go right ahead. It's okay. Nobody hates you. Nobody is, uh, nobody is uh, committing any sort of, uh, of uh, uh, holocaust against you because this is nonsensical. Nonsensical. Uh, um, by the way, uh, this, yesterday, uh, Don Lemon on his very lowly rated show and presumably won't be employed much longer had Vivek Ramaswamy on the show. Vivek Ramaswamy is a, uh, a, a GOP uh, candidate for president. He's a young guy. He is uh, an Indian American, but he's also an entrepreneur and a, an impressive individual. And yesterday, uh, Don Lemon decided to go off on Vivek Ramaswamy about the Civil War and apparently... Vivek Ramaswamy's brown skin is not uh, is not black, so he shouldn't have anything to say about the Civil War, I guess. What, do you have anything on this before I move on I, to I China? Just, I don't see what one has to do with the other, but go on. I took up a lot of time with Fox. Oh, no, it's fine. One. We have I, time. I don't, I don't really see what one has to do with the other, especially considering and using the Civil War to talk about black Americans. That war was not fought for black people to have guns. That's 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 not. That war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. yeah actually, that's why the Civil that's War true. was fought. Okay. And the sad that part about it. That wasn't fought for, for black people to have guns, I think. Actually, you know, a wow. no funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. Ding, ding, ding. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we learned. Black people aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree well with you country. on that, Don. I disagree with you. I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country. Okay. By failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have the quality before the law, skin and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned so you, you have nothing to say about it if you don't have black skin. Your skin is brown, so it's not it's not black enough. <laughs> Unbelievable way to go, Vic Vivek. Uh, we hope to have him on the show. Let's come back and wrap things up in just a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, that's going to do it for the show. Make sure to watch me tonight on. Uh, uh, on uh, the uh, Carl Higby's Frontline show, by the way. It's 5 o'clock, by the way. Got distracted. Have a glorious day. God bless you guys. Until tomorrow, which is Friday, don't catch the stupid. I'll, I'll see you then.